Hood. episode of called my hood and um when i came up with this podcast i said to myself i said look i love my neighborhood i feel like there's so much stories that hasn't been told um there's a lot of changes in the neighborhood and i felt like it's important to preserve the history of it you know you know what i'm saying especially you know uh my upbringings so I want to start from the beginning of, of the neighborhood. And, but more importantly, I think I feel like you're, you're, you're an icon in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas know who you are. You, you know, you, you, you done seeing it all. You've been through it all. So or what part of Brooklyn? I was born in Winnersburg. in Harrison Place, and I saw far by Flushing Avenue. Um, by Pfizer, but a little more down where Pfizer used to be, where they all fight, but a little more down. And from there, I moved to Wilson and Melrose. I lived there a couple of years, and then to Star Street and and on Irving for a couple of years, and then I moved to Wyckoff. Uh, Wyckoff is where I did my last like forty something years over there. Um, did you um? Back then, it was so it was difficult times. You know what I'm saying? Um, did you grow up with both parents? You had both parents in the house. I had both parents. Okay, that's I, what's up. But he raised me since two years old. I had both parents. Okay. Was, so you right? So you definitely had that family structure. Yeah, we had the family structure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so when you get to um and back in the days in Brooklyn, it was predominantly uh, Italians, right? It was mostly Italians. You couldn't pass Knickerbocker Avenue towards Irving and Wyckoff unless you was ready to fight. <laughs> right, right. Because but we used to go through and used to get chased by the white boys. Mm. You know, mm. so finally we started moving in, you know, like little, you know, one family and another family and another family. When we went, when we lived on Wyckoff, then it was mostly St. Nicholas and up that it was mostly Italian, Cyprus, Seneca, up that way. Right. It was Italians. But now you got a mixture of everybody around there. But when I was growing up, um, going on, um, when I went to Grover Cleveland High School, I got jumped. You know? Right. And then I went back with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so when you got jumped, okay, so pretty much the average day in the neighborhood is that if you went, if you cross certain blocks, yep. you, was, you was gonna most likely either get jumped, get chased, something yeah. was about to happen. You was gonna get beat up, yeah. You was gonna get beat up, right? So this yeah. happened from the from what age to what age? When did you realize, as a young kid, when did you realize like, oh, this is, like when you learn about race, like, oh wait, these are the white boys, I'm Spanish. I figured that early on, man. I must have been 79. When I lived on, Wil on Wilson, I already knew that. You okay. Know? I was years old when I lived on Wilson. Did, did your parents talk to you about that? Like, look, these are the Italians or these are the white. Or you just learned that through the streets? No, I just learned it in the streets, you know. 
And then um did they call you like was they calling you like hey you spick or they didn't say nothing? The main word spick. Spick. Yeah, I heard that the origin. I heard. I don't know if you know this, but they said that the origin of speak is because when the Puerto Ricans migrated to America, they didn't speak English. So they'd be like, "You don't speak. You don't speak English. You speak." Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. That's the first time I ever heard that one. Yeah, that's where supposedly, allegedly, that's where it comes from. We'll have to look that up. But <laughs> me, they always did that. They always called us speak. And you know, us not knowing no better, we used to call them white boys, you know? Right, right. So it was it was really divided. Right, it was divided. So to get back to what happened to me in Cleveland was Yeah, yeah. There was a I think at the time they had a baseball team or football team. I can't even remember which one it was. That's how I wasn't in that school that long because I left. Right. Um the cheerleader you know, uh, she was hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other was the captain of one of those teams. I don't remember if it was baseball or the football. Right. And he watching her. Mm. You know, I was you know, just checking her out and right. forget it. The whole shit. So and this all basically because you was looking at her? Yep, just because I was looking at wow. her. Wow. And this is yeah. what year you think this was? This was like 80... If I have to say for sure, 81, 82. Oh, 81. Yeah, 81, 82. You know? Then, so they, uh, they, did, did they catch you? Oh, yeah, they caught me. <laughs> 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 Run from, from, Grand, from Grandview to Saddam. <laughs> how, many, how, many think, how many think they were at that time when they got you? Well, at least six, seven of them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> A run back then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least some of them got me. But the next day I went, um, see, when I was growing up, we had the Wyckoff Get High crew. Right. Okay. So, wait, I want to get into, I want to get into cruise and all that. Hold on. So before, so you're, you're 14, you get moving to Saddam and Wyckoff. You're not in no crew. You was, you was a good kid. Yeah, I was going to school, you know? Was, okay. So when you... Who who's like one of the main people that you met on that block? Like immediately, who you click with, who you vibe with? Um, will have to be the older guys, um, which would be Duke, 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 and um, Louis, um, Toothless Lou, Toothless Lou. Okay, I knew them from when I lived on Wilson. They lived okay. on York, so I knew them. So. They were like the older crew. That was the white off gay high crew. That's what we had on Saddam. White off was the white off high crew. So those are, those were your OGs. Those were the older guys. OGs, right. They were right. a little older than they were, you know. So why they, they call them the gay high crew? Huh? Why they call them the gay high crew? <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> well, oh, so it was just we? But it was, it, was it just we? It was just weed. weed oh, okay, okay. It was just weed. Weed and beer. I ain't doing that in hardcore. Yeah. So that was okay. it. Yeah, I crew. So okay. you guys grew up. They were around, but you were babies. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Like, I don't remember, like, even, right. Yeah. And this is, so, so you're 14 years old. You get the, um, you meet the get high crew, right? Cool. They embrace you. They, they, t you know, was 
Was they hustling? Were there was drugs in the neighborhood? They, they were good kids, as a matter of fact. One, a, a couple of them worked. A couple of them were in high school. Um, um, automotive. Duke was in automotive high school at the time. Right. You know, um, them, they were all good kids. We were, you know? Right. They were good kids. They, were, they had jobs and everything. I think the only one that there in that crew that had a car was him. It was Duke. Duke. Uh, you know? Right. And, so, uh, so yeah, they helped me out with the situation with the white boys. Oh, so you went back to the neighborhood. You tell them, "Hey, look, they chased me," and then they went back to um, Grover Cleveland. Cars and what they did was, I went to school that day. The next day, acted like nothing. When I came out, I was waiting for the thirty-eight bus because you know the thirty-eight bus stops right there in front of the school. Yep. So they right by the park. It's around me, but little did they know these guys were in their cars outside. Mm. So when they started, so you ambushed them. <laughs> I'm not gonna get beat up twice. That's twice, and that's how it went down. The the guys came out the cars. They were a little older. And we put it on them. You know, I didn't really know how to fight them, but right. I was fighting. You know? And what happened? So after that situation, after that was, was that was not your first run-in with the white boys, right? That was. After that, they became friends. Oh, really? A lot of them became my friends, yeah. Um, I used to hang out at Grover Cleveland all the time, you know? Even when I wasn't going to school. Right. You know, I just started going over there, and I started showing up in cars, you know, motorcycles. So, okay, so you, like, there's an infamous crew by the name of HBO. <laughs> and um, I want, I want to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, that's before my time, but I know some of the characters, some of the people that was involved with that. And there's so many stories that I heard, and I would love for you to confirm or deny. But all right, so tell me who are the members of HBO? All right. The true members of original HBO? Yes. Me, Wilson Bones, Lizard J. Mm-hmm. Pancho and Papo. Oh, you said Pancho? Pancho, the one that died. Let him rest yeah, in yeah, peace. Yeah. Pancho are, are deceased now. Right. No longer. But they were, originally it was only five of us. Right. Right. Okay. okay. So, okay. To walk me through this. Who came up with the name? What made you do it? Like, how old you was, you think? We was... When HBO came around, it was like 83, 84, if I'm correct. It might okay. have been, I'm not, not too sure. Right. But uh, it was just a, it was just us. We said, oh, that's my homeboy. And uh, we just came out, homeboys only. And it was just supposed to be us. Right. Hang out, be pretty, you know, pretty, pretty guys, you know, getting the girls. Right. And forget about it, turned into a phenomenon. <laughs> okay, so this is before the network HBO, the cable, or yeah, I came up with that before. Oh, you saw that, and then you said, Oh, we should just run with that. HBO Homeboys. I don't think HBO was out at that time. Okay. I think it was um WHT. Oh Warner Theater, some shit like that. If I remember correctly. Okay. You know, so, I don't remember if HBO, the, the company, was around. 
Okay. So let me ask you a question. If you could briefly, in your own words, describe each member, what they brought to the group. Like those, the five originals. Like, tell me a little bit about them. Like what you, what you remember about them. Well, um, Wilson was with the like more of a, he had more charisma than a lot of us, you know? Yeah. He was a lot of girls. Um, Lizzie J was like that. I was a little like that, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really too much into, you know, just any girl. You know? right. But um, we all attracted girls, and it was just, Wilson, more, Wilson was a little more the hot head, you know? We had to control him. Because he would go off the handle. So, you know? so, um, so Wilson was, um, the let's say the hot head, right? Then you had, uh, um, Lizzie J was like, what? What, what was, what, how would you describe him? Was a little mellow, but he was a hot head too. We all okay. were hot. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but, uh, for ourselves, you know, we were all right. high, you know, um, it's, but the crew started for that. That was the crew. Just get money and get girls. Okay, wait. How y'all was getting money? How you, Henry, how you guys was generating money? How you was making money? Um, at first, I was the only one working with my father and his flat fix. Um, we just started getting in the game, you know? We got in the hustle. Because that's why we were brought, brought up around, you know? Right, right. It was only that were there. You know, and I'm not, um, there was two older gentlemen. I'm just going to say gentlemen. <laughs> that had the money that they were selling, you know, and I started hanging out with one of them just washing their cars. I started washing cars. And then I saw try to Try to keep that phone still, Andy. <laughs> if you could, yeah, because when people see it, I wanted them to focus on you. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to really hustle. Um, it was, I was doing runs for one of them, you know? Right. Someone took us and put us into the boxing, which was Lucho, Lisa J's father. He put us into the boxing game. All right, because I want to get into that because I remember back in the days hearing about you guys boxing. Like, I heard everybody was nice with their hands. So, yeah, did all five members of the group went to boxing of the get of your crew? Yeah, um... Yeah, all of us. Papa was a little less. And then we had also um, Lewis that came too later on. When we got into the boxing, Lewis came in too. You know? Um, but like I said, you know, it started as one thing and we winded up doing something else. You, you, right. I want to, I want to, um, we, we, we spoke about um, briefly, we mentioned his name. Pancho, rest in peace. What? How old Pancho was like? I remember Pancho. I remember Pancho was like a light-skinned Puerto Rican. He was like a pretty boy dude, you know, flamboyant, you know. Uh, so what? What do you remember about Pancho? What? Like, what, tell me a memory or something that you. That's something that that comes to mind. You can share a story with Pancho. Well, to share a story about me and Pancho. Me and Pancho got into a fight. <laughs> of course. Four boys. All right, and it all started over. I was playing a video game, right? I orders from the machine. Now I had on top of the net, <laughs> had a mega fight. I'm talking about a mega fight in front of the bowling alley. That's before we he was my friend, right? That's you know, right? 
later on he became my friend um we were all into this basic same thing just boxing and getting right. girls that right. was what I was doing you know it was but and then like i said i got into the uh, doing deliveries for this person for this gentleman <laughs> you're yeah. calling the gentleman <laughs> got into um like in the lifestyle i saw what it bring, you know, the flamboyant, like he really dressed and, right. you know, I didn't really dress until I started making money because my, my, you know, my mother and father were barely making a living, you know? Right. Living, right. You know? Absolutely. The, the, like, wait, before you, right, before you get into that, Henry, I just, I want to, I want the, the viewers to understand how the neighborhood was back then because even i could it was it was times it's it crazy because it was good times but it was tough times too so you know um it was always tough times i mean a lot of families around there they didn't have to even eat you know right. and you had a few others that were eating a lot you know <laughs> yeah. a lot. and and i um like I said, that lifestyle. You was drawn to it. Yeah, right? it was dramatically, yo, immediately. Right. First, I could imagine you, you, you're a young kid. You see your parents working hard, even though you said that your pops showed you hard work because he put you to the tire, the tire shop, the flat fix. Worked with my father every Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, every Saturday and Sunday. Some Sundays, not all the Sundays. Right. But I used to go to work with my father and. As a kid, I used to come home with um, $20, $30 a day. Mm, that was good money back then, bro. It was a nice little nut. <laughs> Hell and yeah. To give my mother a few dollars and stay, you know, to have money. Right. But even like then, I still couldn't afford the good stuff. Like I couldn't, right. you know, back then it was the Pumas and the Adidas. Right. About the same time. Right. But for them was Pumas. And Jordan's jeans, Sergio Valente jeans. Right. PJ shirts, you know. And if you had a, a fucking shirt, a Tigre shirt on, you was, <laughs> you know, and a lot of us couldn't afford it. Right. And it was just, you know, it was hard times. So I started, um, like I said, when I was with this gentleman and I was liking the lifestyle. Right. And I was doing things for him like I didn't think of nothing of it, you know. Right. But he would give me um, he would take me on shopping sprees, you know, and buy me all kinds of Pumas, two or wow. three pairs of Pumas, and all the Jordan jeans, Sergio Valente jeans. And he, he was making some. He was he was making one hell of a run. <laughs> Trust me, on the bike, I was I on a bicycle doing runs. You was on a bicycle. Yeah, bicycle, nice wow. So let me ask you. Let me ask a question. So you 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 meet this gentleman, you start making runs for him, you start making money. What the? How do your crew feel about that? What what you, what is the members of the crew saying? Well, the crew hasn't really um, blossomed like that yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all you know. They were um. How can I say it? Um. We were still young, you know, so a lot of them couldn't get away like I could, you know? Right, right. So um, it was a little more, it was just, like I told you, it was just trying to get girls and make some money. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the, 
the dynamic of the uh, uh, of the stature, the stature changed a little bit. The status because now we we got all even, but then you start making money, and y'all all have the same goals as which get girls, be fly. But now you got the bread, so I'm wondering did it, did they like you put me on? Was there jealousy? Everybody got put on one way or another. Right. What happened was we we all um like a lot of them met a lot of different. What happened was at first it was me, right? right. Then I met this other gentleman, which was Fat Freddy. I, and the reason I mentioned his name because he's deceased now too. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, rest in peace. Yeah. Right. He brought me under his wing. Mm. I didn't wear him, and I started bringing everybody else in with us. Mm. So when you are. Do you want to get into the deliveries or you just you just want to keep that vague and be like it was deliveries? It doesn't matter. I didn't mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. You was all right, we have to get into detail. You were doing deliveries, you start bringing in the crew. Now, now the whole crew's making money at some point. Yeah, everybody's making money. And almost everybody in the crew is making money. Yes. Okay, cool. So right. now you guys are making you guys are making money. Um did did the crew, you said that at first it started with five, so there was more members that came later? Later, Joey Joe came. Um, wow, little Eddie. Um, so Eddie many. is Willoughby. Um, you got um, my my dude. I got so many that I can't even remember. Right, right. No, that's fine. What about, so did yeah. you? With the actual question to get down with HBO, was there like a ritual? Did, did you have to do something? You just I like him, you down. Yeah, well, if they hung out with us, they used to come in the bowling alley and they were hanging out with us. If they clicked with us, you down. You know, it wasn't like you had to pay a membership or or, or fight. Either, uh, it was just a crew hanging out. Well, let's let's, let's talk about you. You mentioned that twice about let's talk about the infamous Heart Lanes. Now, Heart Heart Lanes for those obviously for the listeners, let's describe that. Heart Lanes was a bowling alley, right? That was, was on a, a corner. Yeah, I let we, you tell it. <laughs> yeah, I let you tell it. Tell, tell them, tell them about um Heart Lanes. It was a bowling alley. It right. had about twenty-four lanes, thirty lanes, something like that. It had a little like cafe section, and it had a video games, and it had a bar and a pool in the back. Okay. And the the dining room, the the tables for the dining room that was our hangout, <laughs> and we used to hang out in the bowling alley, and everybody who who ran the bowling alley, do you remember who? Because I remember Ronnie, Black Ronnie, was yeah. the guy that did collected the pins, and I think he was the maintenance guy. It was him and this lady named Pat. Okay. They but the owner was cool with it because we used to, we used to, we wasn't bothering, you know. Right. We were young, but right. when we the shit changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before it shit changed, before we get to shit change, when you was younger, was it the whole neighborhood that went to um Hart Lanes, or was it just that section of Bushwick? Crazy, that was just us. That was from the block. We had other outsiders, you know, but um, very rare. You know, because if you used to come through Savannah, you used to get beat up. No, I, I, and I want to get, I, I want to get to. There's so much <laughs> shit that we gotta get into. I don't want to, I don't want to be long-winded. But okay, so Harleen's was up the block from Sedan. Sedan, then this white girl, and so Sedan, and then the next block is Hart. So it was literally a couple freaking like a not even a couple feet away. We you was the radio Harleen's. So over there, 
you have um so you guys is over there hanging out it started with five then it grew it started to grow now you guys are making money that's where we used to hang out because there was video games there. We used to play the video games. I want to ask you. I, I want to ask you a question too. Um, about because before you stuck into when you was old, when you got old, a little bit older. So this is like in the eighties and all that. I know in the seventies, like I said, we talked about the Italians. There was a lot of. I remember growing up. Um, you know, I was really young, so I can remember a little bit. But Nickelbacker Park, I remember the old. Um, Italian men. They used to play this game. Right. Where, what That's was it? Bachi with the balls. Right. Their vitriol. They would come out there. That's what I'm telling you. They would come out there at seven o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, maybe sometimes, and they'd be playing bachi all day, and they right. jam. Right. And so, then, and then yeah. you had that. You had that infamous killing in July 12th in 1979 with Carmite Galante. He was killed on Nickabaca in Joe's and Mary's restaurant. Yeah, it's 78. No, 79. It was 79? Okay, yeah, it was 79. 79. All right. Yeah, that was on Trotman and Nickabaca. That was yep. Right. Uh, so do you, you, would you, I'm sorry, but was you around at that time? Do you remember hearing that story? Yeah, of course. I was, I went to see that my friend lived two buildings away. I went to the roof and I saw the. But let oh, me tell what? you something that people don't know. He didn't die with that cigarette in his mouth. That cigarette was placed in his mouth for a photo. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, that that famous picture, their cigarette was placed in his mouth. Wow, it, yo, you, you. This is the first time I'm hearing that. That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> you got to tell me how you know this. Because I've seen both. Really? I've seen both. They just made the picture. They figured it with the cigarette would be cooler. Wow. So let me ask you a question. You think that was the hitman? Because I know the story goes that he he went to, uh, that was one of his favorite spots. His cousin owned it. I'm going to tell you what I know. That was his spot. That was his spot. Was okay. His spot. Because what I read was, it was his, that his cousin ran it. Maybe not own it, but maybe he owned it. But the cousin ran it. He felt safe. He went over there, and um, he was he was accompanied by two bodyguards, and um, there was a there was a salad there. There was a bottle of wine, and then a car pulled up shortly with three gunmen, and start they shot them up, and then they left. What was that? How's that? Yeah, the bodyguards didn't get shot. Everybody guys didn't get hit. So what that tells you? Oh yeah, and not only that, that they found um, different uh, bullet fragments from five different guns, and there was only three gunmen. So that yeah. leads to you, the two other bodyguards. All right, that's just a, that was a that was a hit. That was right, exactly. The Bonanno family. But not yeah, the Bonanno family. What I heard on the Ave when I was young was because of drugs. Right, because he's bringing in mad heroin. Exactly, and the mob don't like heroin. Exactly, especially at that time, you know. Exactly. So okay, so back, I want to ask you because you just said something that, that you blew my. So there's a there's a photo of him, or you just seen it with your own eyes before. I before. seen it with before and after. Not a lot of people know that. I never heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's cool photos. 
for the photo. Okay. That's crazy. So you think so? Was it the the hitman that did that, or you think it was, or was it the um the 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 news? Absolute orders. They put mm. the to make it look. Just think about it. Dude got shot about seven, eight times, bro. You really think that cigarette's gonna stay in his mouth? No, I was thinking about that, but I said maybe he maybe he bit on it like he got scared and he did one of those. But the when, when you saw it, do you think that maybe it's possible what you saw or what you witnessed was when they re finally removed it and then you saw a picture of that? Because I got when I got there right after it happened, and then I seen it first, and then I seen it after with the oh, cigarette. Oh, okay, I got you. So uh, I know Frank he didn't have that cigarette in his mouth, that cigar in his mouth. Okay, cool. Wow. Dang, you just gave me the exclusive. <laughs> you just gave but me... And something, too. Nicaragua was full of mafiosos back then. I know. Talk you about know? it. Like, it was... All, the whole avenue was mobsters. Right. You had All... that pizza... You had that... Uh, um, there was a, a pizzeria spot between Hart and Saddam on Nicaragua, too, right? Yeah. And there was, was another... A... There were so many pizza shops. <laughs> if you think what about was... it, there's one... <laughs> <laughs> there was three blocks. What pizza shall we talking about? No, uh, yeah, there was there was one there was one on the okay, you had D Cop and Wyckoff. Right. Then there was one on um between Hart and Saddam, or maybe I'm getting the wrong Saddam and D Cop, but it was on the opposite side of the one on D Cop and Wyckoff. And it was brick oven. They kept the brick oven for a long time. Oh, you bugging. I never heard of seen that. Where's yeah, that? I got I to gotta show you that. Yeah, there was a pizza shop there. Um, maybe it came later. Maybe it came later. I don't remember. No pizza shop right there. Okay, and wasn't there another pizza shop between, maybe I'm wrong on this one too, between um, Star and Whitteby? There was not a pizza shop there? No? No. Okay, okay, okay. But I know there was, a, I remember there was a lot of mob stuff. Uh, White Club between the hardest and damn, what there was there was Rosie's Diner. Okay. If, if you ever look in, um, if you ever watch the French Connection, you'll see it. That they mm -hmm. go around in the U-turn. The right. restaurant watching is Rosie's Restaurant. That used to be called Rosie's Restaurant. Mm. Little diner that they had there. What, what's, what's, um, what was it like at that time growing up? Like, was you aware what the mob was? Like, did you... But um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, if you're a kid, how you was able to say, oh, like, who told you about the mob? Like, you know, for us, it's easy. It's in the movies. It's right. in TV. There were, there were the movies back then, too, you know? Okay. But, and, like, if you understand, like, you, um, when I was growing up, I watched um, White Heat, the original Scarface, which right. is all. Right. Um, those movies they generated mobsters from back then, you right. know. Right. There was mobsters out there since the early 1900s, maybe earlier than that. Right, 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 right. You know, okay. you tell the mobsters because they were the ones with the nice cars, <laughs> <laughs> suits, the Lincolns, um, the good jewelry. You right. know, you. By their clothes. Right, right, right. You, oh yeah, oh absolutely.
So right. No, I could have just mad because you know, like for me, I could imagine. Like I said, when you talk about the history, I see it in films. But you yeah. lived it, like you know. When you when I see that, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm so fascinated with the history. So, so back to you guys. Okay, so you got the Harleans. You're growing now. You started to make money, and um. So what what do you think was the height of HBO? Like when was you guys in your prime? Like when you think was was you clashing with all the crews, or y'all was we clashed with everybody in Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> um. First of all, you couldn't come down our block if you wasn't from the block or, right. or you could it. Okay, let's let's talk about our block. Saddam, Saddam Street between Wyckoff and St. Nicholas. Now. Down Alley. That was us and that was it. HBO. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Like on that block, it was, it felt like a family. Of course. It was, back then, we were united. You know, we were kids growing up. And when you grow up as a kid, you make certain bonds with people, you know? Right. And you go all out for them, you know? If somebody disrespects them, we going all out because we were just kids and, you know, it was just different, man. There's not that unity no more. I mean, right. I still got from back then, but very few. Right. You know? And you know what it is? Like, people want to depict the neighborhood like, oh, it was drug infested. The crime rate was high. Look, let me tell you something. That may be true. But at, no. the, same, at the same time, there was still, um, there was still certain rules. There was still uh, um, gentleman-like to a degree. Yeah. There was still, um, you see an old lady, you help her with the groceries. Of course. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't commit no crimes to anyone that lived on that block. Not like that. Not a, you. You could ask. You could even on uh, Saddam. There was no crime rate. Nobody was breaking into nobody's house. Right. You know what I'm saying? That they knew they had to deal with us. You know. You basically, you guys was policing the, your own neighborhood. Basically, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, you. Okay, when when shit happened, they came an hour later. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me let me ask you another question. That 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 mentioned police. What was the relationship back in the days? Because not right now with today's climate, we had there's so many protesting, rightfully so. Um, I have my run-ins with the police officers. <laughs> you know, I could tell you a lot of stories. How was it back then, like in 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 the eighties with the cops? Well, the cops didn't like. When it came to the game, they didn't really, until TNT came out, it wasn't really, the cops really didn't mess with us. Like, they left us alone, you know? Do, do you think it was a sense of, like, they just didn't care? Like, I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, yeah. like. Yeah, it was, a, uh, um, it was a mixture of that and that they knew that we were taking care of our people. Hmm. You know, they knew that. I mean. Most blocks, when something popped off on Saddam, the old ladies were throwing the bats out the windows. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we respected a lot of the olders. It's not like today. These people don't respect their elders. I know. You see kids punching old men, walking, walking right past them. Kids would have got beat up when we, we would have been around. Right. We would have them <laughs> <laughs> so but did you did you ever had um so so your experience 
you never really had you didn't deal with um any like cops calling you you hey you little spick or anything like that or being overly aggressive or anything uh, like that i cannot say personally right but um it, it also depends on the situation you know because um on a few occasions we had to run in with Medina. Medina was a cop that, that ran bushwick <laughs> Mm, really? So there was a cop. There was a, he. What, what? What race was he? he? Was white, black? Time. He was. Um, I think he was white. You know, he was white. I guess you know. And he was yeah. ruthless. He was ruthless, man, because his daughter had passed away from heroin overdose, and he was not having it with drug dealers. Mm. But was drugs and guns? He really, you know. But that's what I'm saying. When we first got into the game, we were low level. We were okay. We were making money, right? But we wasn't nobody, right? We started. It was, it was just soldiers, like everybody else. Everybody right. else, soldier. Everybody starts like a soldier. Right. You know what it seems like, and and this is conversations that I had with people like my age. I'm like, you gotta understand, like the older G, the OGs, our parents, and all that. That time, there was, you know how everything is frowned upon now? Like, oh, look at this guy. He's doing this or he's doing that. Back then, it was a, even cocaine. Cocaine was a party drug. It was no different than smoking a cigarette or weed. It's like, yo, let's, let's take a hit or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? 80s was cocaine era. That's when cocaine hit the spot. You understand? Right. Um. How was, how was, my question to you, Henry, how was the, how was, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you, but what was the shift? Like when, when, from you growing up to when Coke, when the drugs came to the neighborhood, I, what was the difference that you saw? Well, the drugs was always, the cocaine's been out for a right. long time. It was just that the cocaine was um, high end, you know? Um, people right. That had money used to have cocaine. Yes. You affiliated cocaine with money. Absolutely. It was like you said. I, yeah. You know, you have to be somebody. And then I guess um, somewhere along the lines, like the limelight, the fun house, um, the underground, all those clubs, they had sections where you could tell who had what, you know? Right. Because of the environment around them, you know what I'm saying? Right. Talking about when I'm growing up, I'm six right, right, right. Now, you know, right. And then, and then it just got into a, I don't know. Somebody flooded the hood with cocaine. Somebody probably said, "You, yeah, I, you." Probably what happened? Most likely, what happened is they say, "Let me grab this young kid over here." Listen, yo, you want to make some money? It, it, it probably was like that because, like I said, when I started in the game, everybody was older than me. Right. Right, and um, when the cocaine hit the the block, was not only the block but the neighborhood. The the um, I guess it got to a point where it was so many competitions that they couldn't just everybody start to high end. You understand? Right. Yeah. 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 Customers over there already. Everybody already had their customers. So what somebody did was went to the low end, you know, and took care of the customers down there. What a and what a more money than the high end. But they put it for cheaper, you know. Mm -hmm. I, what really went on, it was they flooded New York with drugs and they couldn't right. do it but sell it. 
So they had to go everywhere. Well, well, when you when you started making money, what was like one of your first big purchases? Like, what did you buy that you knew when you had a nice stash? What was the first? Was it a chain, a watch, a car? My first purchase was a chain. Yeah, my first it was a gold gold rope, like Run DMC. Yeah, the rope chain. <laughs> how much? How much? Where you think that ran? You were moving. Oh, actually, ran was about twelve hundred, I think, back then. Wow! Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, so you, <laughs> yeah, and that was real gold back then. That's you know, <laughs> real gold. And I tell you, look, us guys was mostly dressing. We dressed a nice chain, and we were right. done. Good, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Out of the whole crew, right? I think I was the first one to have a car. Mm. What was your first car? My first car, I bought it off a of Duke. Oh, okay. Three Impala. And then I had a Celica. And then I had my infamous, my infamous IROC. The IROC. Yo, let me tell you about the IROC. What color was it? Because, like, was it black? It was a dark color, right? Candy apple burgundy. Candy apple burgundy. So, walk me. So, you, so you get the IROC. Did you go to, did you buy it off of somebody? You went to a dealership? That IROC was actually a Frankenstein. That IROC was a Camaro that I put. We stole an IROC from Staten Island and put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to call it the Frankenstein. The cops used to call it a Frankenstein. Because it was know? a put together. <laughs> it was pretty in a motherfucker. <laughs> so, so, so then, how was it when you drove to the block with this? When, when, when your boy saw this? No, everybody was like, because they had seen it first when it was a Camaro. Right. And then a few days later, they see it as an IROC of different colors. <laughs> they probably thought I tagged it up. That's why I did it the way I did it. I left it with a gray in the inside. The original color was gray. And when I put the burgundy parts on, I left it, you know, covered up in, you know, I left the gray frame and everything. So when they open up the hood, you can see that it's gray inside. You understand? So the cops yeah. is a Frankenstein. Mm. Oh, we're going to ask you. I remember you having a motorcycle. You had a couple of toys. You had a motorcycle. And I had everything, man. There wasn't <laughs> any one. <laughs> I remember. There was, let me tell you a story, right? I remember um, being on the block. We was playing. <laughs> Yo, I got to get into that one. So we we, we we on the block and we playing. It was me. I think our dummy was there. Gil was there. And it was nighttime. And we, it was, you know, but you still had the street lights, but we was playing Skelly. I know, I remember. And then you hear from a distance, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, I don't know if somebody threw a banana peel on the street. <laughs> but, yo, you, it reminds me of Pee Wee Herman. When Pee Wee Herman, there's a scene with Pee Wee Herman. He survives the bar scene, and they put him on a bike, and they be like, he goes, Vroom. they're like, yeah, Vroom. and they pulls off, and he goes straight to the sign. <laughs> so then you, you step off the bike, and you're like, Whoosh. you're like flying. Like, at least you must have slid on the street at least good four feet, bro. <laughs> More than that, I'm lying. Wait, four feet, I'm lying. So it still got the bruises to show it. Oh man. So what happened? What happened? How you slipped? I was fighting with with Kiyomi's mother, my ex-girl. Right. I was 
and you want to know something? I just came from Jamaica with them, mm. and I parked. I, I left them home, and I went and I took out my motorcycle, and one of her girlfriends saw me with another girl on in Graham, one of my oh. other. <laughs> Into the house, she started beefing, and I took off. And I don't know if it was the skelly top you guys had, <laughs> well, the or the manhole, but so yeah, I it was a manhole. Out, you know, because the manhole had a little ditch. Yes. So went back, and I tried to hold the bike in the air while I was running with it, but she got too big for me, and she hit me on the helmet, and the helmet broke my collarbone. Oh, I didn't know you broke your collarbone. You know what's crazy because you know I didn't know the full story, so I'm thinking now that you're telling me the story, I'm, I'm picturing you like, What? I don't need this shit. And then you jump on the bike. Get on a motorcycle pissed off, bro. That's one thing I love. <laughs> so you got your girl mad at you, you get back, and then on top of that, you break your fucking collarbone and you fuck up your bike. <laughs> Almost killed myself. I said they almost broke my neck, bro. Yo, talking about, oh my God, talking about having a bad day, bro. <laughs> I just came from vacation. I was just, I uh, just came back from Jamaica that same day. I was, wow. How long you was in Jamaica for? For a week. That was your oh, first bro. time leaving the States? Um, yeah. My okay. so, I know you was making money, boy. You was going to Jamaica back then, bro, for a week? Are you crazy? <laughs> you had the whip, you had the bike, you go in Jamaica, and then you know, um, back then, you know what I'm saying? Um, not just say back then, but you know, you know, you had the top girl back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, boy, you was on top of the world. Yeah, she caused me a lot of grief too. <laughs> you know what? All pretty women do. All pretty women, everything comes with a price, my brother. <laughs> Look, I, I got him in trouble. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, let's let's get off that. <laughs> um, um. So what I was gonna say is, um. So what happens to HBO at some point? HBO. Like I said, we had drama with a few other clicks. We had the '86 boy. We had the KBs. You know, we we had beef with a few crews. Right. Um, we made money, and then we got united with um KBs because what's KBs? KBs are kings of Bushwick. They oh, used to be Bushwick Avenue and Pursuit mm. over there by Ducal and um and um, D, um Bushwick Avenue and Ducal. Yeah. yeah. And KB Pops was the leader of them. And they had their own little crew, and we still was getting to beef with the other crew, you know, because they also had a, a kid named Henry and their crew, which was um, Henry Cazell, you know? Right. So uh, I want to, um, because I know st things started happening to the members, but before we get to the members, before we get to that part, I want to say, so one thing I, that we had mentioned earlier, we tapped onto it was the boxing thing. When you, when you started, how long did you box for? For like two years. For two years. So did you see your skill, your level skills like increase? Like, would you, did your confidence grow? Like, you're like, oh. I'm, I, I fought the golden gloves. I fought oh, really? The, yeah, I fought the gloves. 
I didn't win them, but I fought in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Because I, I know you had like, look, I heard stories upon stories. You was knocking people out. You was knocking. My record was never seen this pavement. I've never seen pavement. But I you, hope it me now, but I've never seen <laughs> well, but, uh, um, like, I'm fascinated with boxing. Like, when you when you started boxing, did you, was it, when you started, because you was always fighting. You got jumped before you did the boxing. But when you got boxing, was it, when you learned the, the, the skill of boxing, when you started using it, that, that skill in the streets, was it like, oh, my, was this like the Matrix? Like, you're like this is easy. Like, oh, look at this punch coming. Look at this. Oh, I'm going to just. Let me tell you something. Somebody that trains. Right. When you training in a gym, right? Nobody in the street can really hang with you, right? The, the people in the street are, are not exercising. They're not exactly. You know, they're not. Um, you know, we used to. I used to run five uh, five miles every morning. Wow. You understand? Before the morning started, before the day started. Wow. And then, so you took it seriously. You were yeah, serious. Of course, you had to. And then you go um, to the gym, and you over there for almost two hours. You know, you jump and rope, hitting the bag, sparring. You know, right. anybody that's in training to outlast anybody right. that's on the streets. Right, because your endurance was crazy. Yeah, you have more endurance. Right, you know. And then you learn that you you teach him how to um because you know I took a little boxing really short lived but you you know uh, um in my older years, but I learned there's so many things like with everything comes from the hips, from the bottom portion of you, where, you know, when you swing and how to use your whole body to get maximum strength and, you know, accuracies and all that. You gotta, um, there's, those are called coordinations, you know, you, uh, exactly. you start coordinating your, your punches. Oh yeah. The combos. Throw your punches <laughs> and you get together. Uh, a regular person in the street is not going to be able to make it with you. Exactly. They not, yeah, you, you you get four or five combos, and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? You start it's on. Not, not in like Tyson time, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about Wilson Bones. Was you and Wilson really, really close? Yeah, we were close for um, a long time, bro. But um, when he went to jail... He did a year in jail. For what? He was fighting a body. Oh, okay. Fighting a body. And um, he beat the body. Okay. But when he came home, he was totally different. Bro. Mm. He was in mentality, you know? And me and him got over it. We and him got into a fight over a bullshit chain, bro. A, a little chain with a cross on it that, right. you know, that it wasn't even worth it. But he tried it. And he tried to chump me in front of everybody, and we had to fight. You know? right. And we got there all the And if it wasn't for my leather goose that I had, he would have ripped me everywhere. Because he was ripping me with a knife, with a razor. Oh, he tried to cut you. Yeah, he cut me. He got me on top of my lip. In one incident, he caught me. He nicked me on top of my lip. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you guys had a fallout. That's crazy. A fallout like three months before they killed them. You know, and it was fucking killing me because maybe that night I would not let him go over there. You know. Right. So I want—I definitely want to talk about how Wilson Bones. Like I heard, like the stories that I heard, 
I heard that um he was also he was he's definitely a legend in his own right. When people talk about Wilson Bones, well respected. He um like I don't know too much about him. All I know is that he, he like at one time I even heard that there was like yo um he basically was running Bushwick too. Like he had like a lot of a lot of people feared him. Oh there, some people got got the misconcept that he was the leader of HBO. I don't know where they got that from. Right. I, I thought that too. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm... No, there was no leader in HBO. Okay. The main guys, the five that I told you, right. there was no leader. Right. We always said that there was not going to be no leader. He might have been looked upon more. Right. But he was not officially... A leader, right? You know? you, I know I 100% get that. I 100% get that, you know. Yeah, but I, I give him that. Like I said in the beginning, he had a lot of charisma right. and a lot of he was drawn to him, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a superstar power to him. It's just like that, like right. you said, charisma. There's just something about him. Um, you know, and you know, uh, girls gravitated to him, but um. It was, he was not the leader. He was not a leader because there was no leader in HBO. Right, right. Okay, so so this happens. He he goes he goes in for, was he, like, before that, he before he caught that charge, was he wilding out a little bit? Like, you guys, like, because I know you was about your money. So did you, you was hearing stories like, yo, Wilson bugging, like, he, he. He was down with us too. But, um, you know, we were in the hood, so we had to, you know, like I said, we were in the game. Right. We were. Trying to make a reputation for ourselves, you understand? So yeah. everything was in the everything, you know, everything coming together. So he was still with us, you know. Okay. He was with us. He was, making he was still money. HBO all the way to the end. Yeah, he was HBO all the way to the end. Okay. I never, never, you know, we had a fallout, but it didn't. I it affect nothing. You know, so. So Wilson Bones was some was like I said he was HBO he was down with you guys I heard so many stories about him, um, like I said, uh, well respected and um, so he gets killed he winds up getting killed in a, in a horrible way for what I was what I was told so I mean you was there that was your era so what happens to, what happened to Wilson for what you for you you know for what you remember um, and what was the last conversation you had with him and all that. I told you the last conversation we had, we had a fight. Okay, that was the last time you saw him. No, smoked no, him. He lived right on top of me, so there was no way I could. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know that either. There was no way of avoiding him. Um, the last thing I remember about Wilson, I was um, me and um, I'm just gonna say white boy. We were yeah. stealing. Right. And I had came home around two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he was on the corner with my little brother Eli. And I told my you know that's DJ Eli. Yep, DJ Eli, another another Bushwick legend. So I sent him home and he was standing with Wilson because the bowling alley was our our hangout and the corner of Saddam and White the payphone. Mm -hmm. People used to pay phone for us. You know? Yeah. We used to hang out right there. Or we hanged out on in the bowling alley because the payphones that's how we used to get our phone calls. Right. You gotta remember it's a different era. There was no phones. Right, there right. Was, you know? There mm -hmm. was only and so 
like I said, you know, that was the last spot I saw her. And the next thing at seven o'clock in the morning, my, my daughter's mother comes knocking on the door, crying and screaming that they, they killed, killed him. Wilson. They killed Wilson. Mm. But from my understanding, it was a setup. That's why I heard they were so. waiting for him. They were waiting for him. They did something. They sent somebody over here crying like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. They came crying to him, and he went that way. And they were waiting for him. I know he must have. I can imagine his last thoughts. Right. I can imagine him getting out the car, you know, ready to slap these niggas up like he always did. They were were all pussies, man. Most of them were pussies standing up front. And niggas just started shooting. I heard that the um, and you tell me this is true. Like I heard the reason they were so aggressive with the shooting and the killing because he was so fear that they said we got to make sure we kill him. Yeah, if he survives this, he's gonna come back. Yeah, they knew he. They, um, it was a guarantee. If they did something and he was able to get away, he knew there was repercussions. You know. Yeah, re- repercussions. Yeah. Repercussions, and they knew they had to pay a price. And like I said, um, when they killed them, most of HBO split it too, because I was left up. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with that, that that beef, you know. And after him, they tried to kill me a couple of times. Oh, the same crew. Yeah, same. Crew. Oh, I didn't know. That. I didn't know that. You never heard about the time they tried to kill me on the stoop on Papito Stoop? That I remember. That was them, same crew. That was the same crew. So what happened? Tell, tell me, tell me that story. I because re- I tell you what I remember. Anyway, I'll let you tell the story. It was, it's your, it's your story. Um, I was gunning it out every night with these guys. They would come to the front of my house and shoot my the house up, and I was gunning it out with them by myself. Wow. But I, I, I had to stay around. My mother wanted me to go to Puerto Rico. And I was like, no, I'm not leaving. Why did they kill me? You want to see me in jail? I'll kill one of them. Well, they put me in the cemetery. That was my state of mind, you know, back then. Right. So you was you, you was on the block one day, right? Yeah, one day I was on the block. There was a couple of us. We were on Papito Stoop up the block. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes to... Uh, Marinello's, remember Marinello's the only store open at night. Yep, 24 hours. <laughs> and I'm on the stoop by myself with uh, Louis Lee and Papito's sister. 
And uh, they had this dude walk up on me with a shotgun. He shot the shotgun and everything. I don't know why it didn't go off. No, that's so you're just so let me let me so you're sitting on the stool. We were two other people laying on the stool, and he you was laying on the stool, you back, right? Right, and this kid comes, he had like a trench coat or something, or he just I wasn't paying him no mind because I didn't right. know him. Right, him. So since I didn't recognize him, I'm not paying him no mind. And he walked up from St. Nicholas with the shotgun on his side of his leg, he shot that shit right in my face, bro. Wow. Damn, so, God was with you, boy. It was not your time. Yo, we, um, I think Glow got the, he got the show with a hit with a pin mark and everything on the show. You know, it was like, the nigga clicked it. I don't know why it didn't go off, bro. Right. In that movie, Man on Fire. Yeah. You know when Denzel's trying to kill himself? Yeah. Right? That the gun, the bullet doesn't shoot? Yeah, it doesn't shoot. You got the pin mark and everything. So when he clicked it, I hit the gun up, and he's fighting the trying to get it on jam to put another shell in. I run it low, and I pull out. because I had a gun on me, but when I sat up, you know, I couldn't get it out. Right. I jumped up and ran in the hallway. I waited for him in the hallway. He don't let them. He don't come in the hallway. So I go to the roof. Right. Him walking down St. Nicholas, I shot him twice. Shot at him twice. I don't know. He hit the car, but he took off. Well, I might have hit him. I don't know if I hit him. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I remember that because I remember the whole block was talking about that. Like, yo, they just tried to assassinate Henry, blah, blah, blah. No, he walked right up on me. Well, I was, no, he I was had sick. you. He had you, bro. That's right. I don't know. I can't explain it, bro. It was God that. But you, and you, but you think about it. It's just like it's crazy how he was able to catch you on to them. Where there's always so yeah. many people. I know you get it. Everybody went to Marinello's, but still, like it was. It must have been really late. Well, that's why I think. I think. I think somebody from outside was telling them things. Right. Because. How the hell he knew I was on that stoop? Yeah. It was like morning. Yeah. How he knew I was on that stoop and that I was the one laying down. Yeah. You never, and he, he knew your face. You never seen him. I've never seen him. And you never seen him again? Never seen that dude again in my life. Never. Mm-hmm. But he ran up and shot the shotgun in my face, bro. But it just didn't go off. Did you? I, had to, I opened my eyes and I just hit the gun up. Mm. Like that. That's like that. crazy. It was the, a um, So when after that, so how did the, it just eventually died out? The beat between y'all? No. You and that crew? Uh, no, I had to take it to them. <laughs> Took it to and the mattress? <laughs> like the mob say? Take it to the mattress. <laughs> and yeah, that's how I got them off my back. Okay. Know? They they knew that you was not going nowhere, you was not having it. They just said, "Look, and that I wasn't alone, you know, because that's what right. they thought, you know." Right. Where was the other? Um, yeah, I know you told me that the HBO crew separated. Okay. so after that took place, um, so you you go and you you making money, you lose you know lose Wilson Bones, um, 
the crew kind of dies out a little bit. You what you think? You think yeah. you you start yeah. you become you get a little older. You got a kid. You got a you know you got your girl. We already had a kid because I, I got it. I had my daughter already. Out. Uh, what what age? I was eighteen, going on nineteen. Your first one? Yeah, my first daughter. Okay. My older. Okay. And, then um, the crew kind of. I told you, like when they killed Wilson, the whole HBO split up, bro. And they left me alone, bro. Everybody went their own way. People started getting jobs, and I was left holding the the. The fort down by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fort down by myself, you know? And then, um... He wanted, to, then... He wanted to get rid of me, too, but uh, since they saw that I wasn't leaving, yeah. you know, they tried to take me out, and then when I retaliated, um, they changed the whole script, you know? They just left me alone. You understand? Right. When you, um, when you... At some point, you got locked up, right, Henry? Yeah, um, my first bid that was in the nineties. Though, I right. mean, I got a few times um, for bullshit with, with my daughter's mother, you know. But um, I never really did no time. I might have done maybe two, thirty days, sixty days like that, right. you know. Right. My first state bid was ninety four, ninety three, ninety four. I caught the case in ninety two. I think I went up in ninety three. Mm. Yeah. You figure, you figure. After you did that, bit, you a little older, you a little wiser. You was just like, look, man, the, the street shit, the shit. I'm done with this. I'm done with it, but um, you know, you still got a rep to, you know, you still got a few. People always wanted to challenge me, I guess, because of the stories. Right. Yeah. It's, right. What easier way? What easier way to get a rep than to, you know, take out top dog? Of course, everybody wanted a shot at the title. Right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody wanted the title. Right. You know, but um, they, um, the few that drive lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say I want every fight because I've had my share of fights that, um, uh, you know, the guy gave me trouble. But right. I've never seen Pedro. I can say I've never seen right. Pedro, bro. Right. Thank God, man. It's just crazy. Like, like I said, I wanted to create this podcast because I think that the the neighborhood, especially at that time and that era, and I, like I said, a lot of these stories I wasn't even familiar with, but it was a, it was a brotherhood. It really was. Like, even with all the, or and I definitely want to talk about Pancho too. Um, Pancho, we we spoke about him earlier. He was down with an HBO member, and then he unfortunately took his life. For yeah. what I for what I heard, you know, um, really how, how, how did that affect? Huh? But we don't really know the true story about that. Okay. But supposedly he took his life, you know. Right. Uh, right. I don't say, but um, only he knows, you know. What right, I'm saying? right, right, right. Never why somebody does something. You understand? Right. Absolutely. Unless he tells you. Right. You understand? How 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 did that affect you? Of course, I lost one of my brothers, you know. I love right. them. Oh, you know, you get to love these guys, you know. Uh, of course. Hanging out with them more than you hanging out with your family. Of course. You know, go get up and go out to the streets and be around them all day long. And if they did something, I did something. If they, if somebody tried to hurt them, they would try to hurt me, 
It was like it was it was a bond. It was like, look, yo, we're gonna we're gonna go out in the glory of battle if we have to. Gun blazing. Literally. <laughs> blazing, you know. Before they kill Wilson, they go, we had a lot of gun blazing. Right. You know? I'm talking about when we jumping out of one car and they jumping out of another car in the middle of the street, we're gunning it out, you know? You, you know what's crazy? You know what I remember, Henry? I remember um even on Halloween time, during the Halloween days back in New York, you people, the kids, the guys from the neighborhood would go to the streets and throw eggs. <laughs> and I remember one time, yo, I remember one time, i never forget this. It was just like a movie. Just like there was uh, something happened. I don't know. Somebody was coming to the block and then you guys, for what maybe you know when you kid everything's larger than yeah. life. But I remember so many heads on the rooftop yeah. on both ends. It was crazy. So you got you got block. You got on sedan. Then you look up. You just see mad niggas on the top of the rooftop. And you can look yeah. on the other side, man. It was just like it yeah. was just crazy, bro. That's the, that's what I'm talking about. That's the unity we had when we were younger. You know. Yeah. That was our life, you know. That block was life, kid. I would have, I would have shed blood and, you know, I shed blood and I, you know, for that block. Yeah. And I still go there. I see your sister almost every day when I pass by. My little sister, yeah. You know, with the kids, and I be messing with the kids, and those kids remind me of you and your brother when I was that little. Yeah. Yeah, Let me tell you something. I respect you. I respect the uh, um, what you've been through. I feel like, honestly, I, I tell this to a lot of the OGs. I'm like, as a man now, because people don't understand. Well, I lost my dad when I was 16 years old. And my dad was a, my dad was somebody that you know. Uh, um, he worked. He worked. You know what I'm saying. He went to work. He came back. So there's a lot of things that I learned from him as a man too. But in the streets, there's a lot of lessons that I learned. And 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 uh, um, you guys definitely enforce on stand your ground. Don't be a punk. Don't let nobody. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you know certain principles, certain guidelines. And I learned that from you guys. You know what I'm saying? You guys, the your name, you're part. Everybody's a product of their own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've seen you knock out dudes for Gil. Or like you know, Gil had a situation, and he's. He, I'm gonna have Gil up here too, and he, I'm gonna let him tell that Henry story. Knocked out a couple dudes for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, and he's that's um, Gil, um, Kabubi's brother, Kabubi's brother. He's married to my ex-wife, right? That's yes. the that and the <laughs> 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 yes, is the uh, the irony of the fact that you protect this guy. <laughs> So you can see, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, life is crazy. Life over, is over thirty years. I, he married her now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look. You know, to each his own. I know you had a happy place right now. You got a beautiful woman in your life. Um, I know you're fortunate. Like I said, man, you are. Uh, you have. You have been through it all, and then um. I just thank you for your time. I think that you had a, you have an incredible story. You know, you ate, you survived the seventies and the eighties, and even the nineties, and you lived to tell it. And I felt, and I felt like it was important for me to tell you, 
man to man. I was at Moda. I'm like, yo, thank you for help raising the young guns to how to be a man and you know watch out the do's and don'ts. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like even even no matter what you did when it comes to drugs or or, or violence or, or or anything like that, you always make sure to tell the young dudes like, yo, stay away from this path or whatever yeah. the case is. You know, learn from our, you know, learn from the mistakes that that we did growing up. You know what I'm saying? But you guys always had principles and you yeah. always had, there's, there's certain, there was a certain code you guys live by and I live to that code to this day. And, you know, yeah. I just wanted to talk to you, man. I just wanted to have a conversation. I want this podcast to be about that. Like I said, man, growing up in that neighborhood around that time and era. It was an experience, bro. It was an experience. I'm telling you, I was wrapped up in this whole story listening. Listening to everything you were saying, man. You had me on the edge of my seat, but. And there's stories like this, you know. There's not, I don't know how much time you got. <laughs> no, nah, no. I mean, no, I'm not. No, nah, like. No, oh, I. Yeah, yeah. Ten, good books. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and this is what I'm... I think, you know what? We should do a chronicle. You know what I would love to do? We should do... Um, we should we should definitely... I would love to... Um, anybody that you still cool with, um, maybe... Uh, who? Lizard J. Okay, so look. You know what I would love to do? Is that um, I would, I'm going to do one with Lizard J, and then I would love to get... I'll do another one with you and Lizard J. And I'm I think... But Lizzie, Lizzie, you said, oh yeah, Lizzie J was HBO on Bugging. You're right. Yeah, Lizzie J was HBO. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of HBO guys too that are still around. Right. Joey, you know, they're just everybody just split up. You know, we get older, we start, you know, living our oh, lives. Course. Like, like you know, you can't, you can't, can't be out there all day. Yeah, you know, we were there, we were there, there. Yeah. You know, that's still like I go was, you know. I'll be on the block. I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And that's the beauty. That's the beautiful thing about it is that yo, you still go to the block. You still, everybody knows you in the neighborhood. Yo, you, I'm saying you are Bushwick. You get what I'm saying? So I'm glad that with all the drastic changes in the neighborhood that you, you know, you the DNA of, of Bushwick. So I'm glad that you still around. People still be able to see you. I'm glad that I'm able to talk to you and share this story. Hey. And, and I want to. I want you. Would you be up to do another one with um um Lizzie J? You want, bro? Anytime, bro. All right, man. I appreciate. It. You gave me a. You gave me a lot. You gave me some exclusives, and I want to do another. I'm gonna do one with Lizzie J separately, and then I'm gonna have y'all together. All right, no problem. Yo, it's my first one, so thank you. I appreciate that, Henry. Right. And um, no problem. Bro. Looking forward to the next one.